Hi, good evening. I'm Dr. George Andale, and thank you for joining us tonight on a journey through into awareness. There we go. There you are. Should I start again? Hi, <laughs> I'm Dr. George Andale, and thank you for joining us on a journey through into awareness. Grateful that you're here with us tonight. And I appreciate any of you that listen to my show often. Really appreciate that. So we have a great show tonight. Great guy is here with us. His name is Michael Giambentone. Michael Giambentone. And he is a great chiropractor and life coach, health coach. And he's going to journey with us tonight as we explore the many hungers that we can all have and how they can affect not only our physiology, but our psychology as well. And how often our psychology drives us to certain hungers. So Michael, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Hey, George Ann, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited. Absolutely, it's great. So Michael, you've been doing this a long time and um, you know, I happen to know you're great at it because I've known you for a long time and Michael has you know, coached me along the way in my journey. Um, so Michael, what brought you into, into this work? Not only in chiropractic, but also uh, in your interest in, in food and holistic wellness. George Ann, that, that's a great question to start with. And, um, and one, I, I love to go into the story because anybody who serves and does the type of work with just people and connecting the way we do has some type of a backstory. So um, my whole journey really started <clears throat> as a kid um, becoming a chiropractor. Uh, my older brother is a chiropractor and he was that guy that I kind of followed into everything. As years went on, he played football. I wanted to play football. He was, uh, you know, into the sports and sciences. I was, went into chiropractic. I followed him into that field. And um, I was kind of going into it just, I, I enjoy the health sciences. I enjoy helping people. And I was on this, this career path, if you will. And I was, uh, I was a young student up at uh, University of Albany. And I really didn't know a lot about chiropractic other than my brother was in school for it. Fast forward, I, I injured myself playing lacrosse uh, in college and he had sent me to this great chiropractor that he knew. And lo and behold, injuries went away. I was able to finish an entire year uh, uninjured. I said, wow, th this chiropractic stuff is pretty cool. So that kind of got me into the chiropractic profession. Mm -hmm. And then the things that I've seen through chiropractic have just been astounding. Now, you're saying to yourself, what does this have to do with food and nutrition, right? Um, so well, it's a piece of it, yeah. It's a huge piece of it. So as, as a kid, I, I lost my father when uh, I was 21. I was a senior in college, actually, uh, playing with Ross. And my father was 52. And he wow. died of uh, atherosclerotic heart disease. Oh, Wow right? Something that we know now is preventable. Yes. And it's interesting, Michael, if I can jump in for one moment, that so you have a genetic tendency towards that. But what's so great, what I'd like our listeners to, I'm sure Michael is going to address this, but what I'd like them to recognize is that we have what are called epigenomes. And epigenetics is a whole science. I studied a little bit in UCLA. And what it, they used to think that the certain part of our DNA, the epigenomes, were junk DNA, and they didn't pay attention to them. But I think it was back in the 60s, actually. I might be wrong on that. Don't quote me on that. That they found that it was just not, the, the DNA was not coded, which means so great for us that even though we have, might have a genetic tendency towards a disease or a disorder, that we can actually, through lifestyle choices and uh, psychoanalytical work and prayer, we can actually recode or code for the first time those epigenomes. So just because we have a genetic tendency towards something 
doesn't mean that we have to have the same outcome as our parents or ancestors. Right, Michael, would you say that's correct? Or? Again, you hit the nail right on the head. Okay. And a lot of times people look at these things and say, oh, well, this is just the cards that I'm dealt and this is just how life's gonna be. No. Could not be further from the truth. You can, you can express your 100% as best you can. And that's what really led me down this path. I was 33 years old, practicing as a chiropractor, teaching and preaching people, eat organic, take care of your body, get proper rest and exercise. And I wasn't having any success. There was something missing. So what wound up happening was I, through trial and error, certain types of exercises, certain types of diets, um, believe it or not, I was a vegetarian for, for uh, about a year. And uh, for me, vegetarianism didn't work. For others, it works great. Great. I was having a conversation with, uh, with one of my patients today, and, and we were talking about that specifically. There's so many different eating styles to go with. Not any one fits everybody. And it's the beauty of it is really helping to figure out what's going to uncover your perfect meal plan, diet, whatever you want to call it, nutrition. Yes. Because you are so different. Yes. And many times what we hunger, that does not mean that it is good for us. Many times what we hunger, our body is craving, not always because we're lacking something, but many times because we have an allergy towards it. And so we don't always hunger the best things for us. Right. Um, and I'm sure every, all, everyone listening, we can all relate to that, right? You know, we might have a drink and then we might have another drink and then the cigarette goes well with the drink and then the chips or the peanuts go well with the drink <laughs> and on and on and on, you know? I'm an old girl, so, you know, back in the day, no one thought about diet. I mean, I, I, was, I was always so odd because... I got involved with this when I was 20, which is over 40 years ago. So how bizarre is that? Um, but Michael, um, why do you think people struggle so much with food? What is yep. the relationship there? Georgian, that, that is the age old question. And if we, if we look back and just look at our culture, look at cultures in general, so many life events, so many, whether it's a celebration, whether it's whether it's mourning, so many of these things revolved around food and eating. Uh, if, you, if you win a race, you celebrate with food. If you lose the race, you drown your sorrows. When there's a birthday, celebrating the birth of a child, we celebrate with dinner. At a wedding, at an anniversary party, funerals, it's food, food, and food. And you can go back into just about every single culture and they all have their own rituals, if you will, revolved around food, right? And a lot of times we even go on vacation and take a little break from our normal, and it revolves around food. What did you have on vacation? What was this meal? What was that meal? We spend so much time so you know, concentrating on that. I just find that fascinating about how the brain works. And just like you said, we can change our epigenetics, not uh, the epigenetics, we can change the, like flipping switches on and off based on our nutrition. We can change our thought process and our relationship with food in the same exact way. Just like going to the gym and flexing your muscle to create bigger biceps. When you flex the mental muscle over and over again, you can change your relationship behaviors and habits towards and from those different foods that you, as you said before, you crave. Yes. And you're such a walking example of it also, Michael, because um, I remember you sharing with me at one point, you were overweight and now you are. So not only are you fit, um, you know, adorable and fit and, you know, your wife is listening, I hope. And he's great. Right. I know you love him to pieces. He's George, very lovable. You're, you're way too kind. Way too kind. So, so yes. yeah. So you were overweight at one point. So sure. Yeah, what, was the, what was the switch that changed you? So at the age of 33, I was looking in the mirror. And remember, I lost my father when, he was, when, I, when I was 21. So we're talking 12 years later. I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm seeing him looking back at me. 
I'm not feeling my best, not looking my best. And it was around this time where I, I was getting a physical and uh, I went to a cardiologist and he looked at me and he went through my family history. And this is mm -hmm. again, not rewriting, but reacting to. And he said, you know, I want to put you on these 12 different medications. I think we need to start now. And uh, I said, doc, look at me. Maybe I can make some lifestyle changes and I'll never forget it. He said to me, yeah, I understand that. But with your genes, you know, and maybe you want to have some pizza or eat some cheese. And I thought to myself, you're going to put me on 12 different medications so that I can eat pizza and cheese. Right. And it was like the, the aha moment of I hold the cards. I'm in control. The locust went from outward to inward. Great. And it was awesome. at that point that I decided I really need to, to take control of my own. Stop blaming everybody else and yes. situations. It was, you know, I didn't say I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. That's why I was overweight. It was the Hashimoto's, right? It wasn't all of the other things that I was or was not doing. So I came from a place of, of um, almost being the victim to these things that were happening to me as opposed to looking at myself in the mirror and owning up to it and saying, okay, I, I control, I can be the creator of what I want. I just need to tap into the help. Like you were saying, come some, some prayer from above for the strength to, to continue forward and do the knowledge, the wherewithal to be able to pivot when we find what isn't working and, and the proper structure of which to have to, uh, to move that forward. Yes. You know? And I find that uh, most people, um, there's so much out there that people become confused. And, um, you know, working now as a psychoanalyst, I'm a naturopath also, but working now as a psychoanalyst predominantly for the past 15 years, I find that um, people really do become very, uh, many times people don't want to look in the mirror and we must. We need to look at what is driving us, what's driving our hungers, what's driving our desires, because it's not only food. We're addressing food today, but it could be drinks. It could be, and no criticism. We all crave something. It could be coffee. I drink a lot of tea. Um, it could be tea. It could be coffee. It could be um, drugs. It could be shopping. It could be clothes. It could, Whatever it is, whatever we're making God with a small G, if it's not taking care of ourselves within that framework, we need to really work on it. So that being said, um, I think it's a very, very good point that Michael just brought up. And we're going to continue with that. Um, we're going to take a short break. And then we're going to come back and continue this great conversation because we have a lot to talk about and a lot of great things to explore tonight. So we'll be right back. I'm Dr. George Andow, and this is A Journey Through with Michael Giambentone tonight. Be right back. Thank you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You listeners looking to boost your business why not advertise on talk radio nyc with very reasonable rates interested simply send us a message on our website talkradio.nyc hi i'm graham dobbin join me every thursday evening for the mind behind leadership here on talkradio.nyc we speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So that's seven o'clock 
every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to A Journey Through with our terrific guest tonight, Michael Giamba, chiropractor, health coach, terrific guy. So, Michael, um, looking at how hard it is to look in the mirror many times because we don't want to, you know, make changes. And it's so funny, you know, when I look at functional medicine, you know, I studied on a mountaintop with Dr. Bernard Jensen in Escondido, California. Because when, when I got my naturopathic degree, there was no place to go for such a degree. It was probably not heard of. I think the only other university was a best year. But um, it's hard for people because, you know, we look at the keto diet. We look at a vegetarian diet. Well, there's two, a couple of different types of vegetarian diets. And, you know, do you have any advice for people when they don't know or how they can approach knowing more. Um, I know that you are probably going to be working on a book, which I think is such a great idea. And uh, But anything that you could say here to maybe help them um, figure out what to do for themselves? You know, Georgianne, it's a great question. And I like to reverse engineer it. Whenever someone tells me they want to do something, my first question is, well, why? What is your ultimate goal? What are you trying to accomplish? Because what we want to do doesn't always get us to the goal we're looking for. And it's, you know, if, if you were going to drive from New York to California, you wouldn't just say, I'm going to go to California, hop in your car and start driving. Although now <laughs> we kind of we can with GPS, right? Um, but years ago, we're dating ourselves now, right? We're dating ourselves. You would need to get an atlas, and figure out exactly what roads you were going to take and kind of map it out and figure out where you were going. Well, in the same respect, depending, like if someone wants to do a specific diet, my question is, well, why are you doing that? And it's not, it's not a bad thing, whether it's veganism, vegetarianism, um, paleo lifestyle, there's all different ways of going. You know, if you think about it, you were hitting on epigenetics before. We're, in the United States, we are a melting pot of so many different ethnicities and cultures. We're from the globe. Great point. And thousands of years of, of our bodies almost adopt, adapting to a specific way and specific nutrients. You're not going to digest the same thing the same no. way as someone somewhere else. So we have global food now. But we're not all necessarily assimilating it, breaking it down, digesting it the same. Yes. And one's, one's medicine is someone else's poison. Yes. Very good point. Very good point. Um, yeah. It's amazing because people choose foods based on what they were brought up around. But we're all called to be our own physician at some point. I'm not saying that to get rid of your own physician, but to observe how you feel when you eat something. How do I feel after I eat that? Do I feel bloated and gaseous? Do I feel fine? Do I wake up with joint pain the next day? Or do I feel like I'm more energized? Because your bodies do speak to you. Our bodies speak to us. So they will give us a lot of information about our food choices and whether or not they are appropriate for us. I work with a woman. Uh, she's been working with me for many, many years. She's part Chinese and part Jamaican, and she cannot tolerate dairy at all. There's no dairy in the Chinese diet at all. When you really look at it, there's no, there's no dairy. So um, 
it, it really does make a difference, Michael. That's a really good point. Um, um, I was gonna, you, I was yeah, please. Tell, I was just going to tell a brief story about that. Please. Um, I'm going to tell you a story about a patient of mine, Dan. And this is, this is going back probably about 12, 13 years ago. So remember, 12, 13 years ago, compared to where we are now, the, the science has really come out with a lot of this stuff we're going to talk about. And it's no longer considered hocus pocus, right? So years ago, Dan comes into me. Dan was a referral, chiropractic referral from his personal trainer, who was a patient of mine at the time. And uh, Dan comes in exquisite thoracic spine pain. Thoracic spine is just below the neck, just below the upper back, right where all the ribs are connected. Exquisite, exquisite pain. He's taking Mobic on a daily basis. He's been to every doctor you can imagine. He's been dealing with this pain for over five years. Doctors can't figure out what's going on. He's been to other chiropractors. He came to me for chiropractic. Um, he's been to massage therapists. He's had acupuncture. He's done all these different things. So I'm going through just a regular patient exam with him. And I sit back in my chair and I said, Dan, this is going to sound really weird, but I don't think there's anything. I mean, you're coming to me for chiropractic. There's no adjustment I can do that's going to miraculously heal what's going on in your body. Mm -hmm. um, I, I asked him, can you, are you willing to think outside the box and do something a little bit different? I'm going to make a suggestion to you, not send me out for tests or anything, just try this and let's see what happens. So I said, uh, you know, gluten has been, been shown to manifest many different ways. Now I'm not an anti-gluten person. I don't eat it myself because of my own body. Um, but I, I mean, my wife does, and she has no problem with it. Certain people do, certain people don't. So I said to Dan, let's just, you've done all these other things. You've taken all these medications. You've had all these other tests done. You've had all these other therapies done. Let's just take gluten out of your diet for two weeks. Mm -hmm. okay. Are you willing to do that? And Dan said, doc, I'm willing to do anything. I said, great. Come back. Sure. And so Dan comes back two weeks later. Lo and behold, Dan's got no thoracic pain. And I said, Dan... Um, we're going to do a little bit more of an experiment on you. Was it persuasion, your subconscious, you know, come back in two weeks, go do what you normally do. Dan comes back in two weeks in exquisite pain. Once again, I said, what'd you do? He goes, doc, I didn't change anything. I still, I avoided gluten. I, I, I was eating really, really well. And he looks up at me and his eyeballs got big and he goes, I had rice aroni. Oh, yes. with vermicelli. yes. Oh my goodness. Hit the nail on the head. I said, Dan, right. stop with the rice aroni. <laughs> Come back in two weeks. Right. Dan comes back in two weeks. He goes, Doc, I feel great again. Well, this went on for about three months. Dan came back two weeks later in pain again. I said, Dan, what'd you do? I didn't have any rice aroni. I don't know what it could have been. I've been really, really good. Again, Dan's eyeballs get really big. I said, Dan, what is it? My brother-in-law made meatballs. Oh, breadcrumbs. Put breadcrumbs in the meatballs, exactly. And it was just one of those things. So, so Dan comes into me, and, and now Dan and I are doing Repsina maybe just once a month. And now we're, doing, we're actually able to do some body work on him now. His body wouldn't move. I couldn't put my hands on him and adjust him because he was in such exquisite pain. It was so much muscle spasm and tension. So when Dan actually made the shift, we were able to get him adjusted. And actually his body was moving. It was alive again. Right. So Dan comes into me and he goes, I got to tell you something. I go, what, Dan? What's going on? My doctor told me there's no such thing as yeah. me having a gluten sensitivity. He said, it doesn't exist. I said, you got a couple of choices, Dan. I said, we can, yeah. we can test you. We can test it through blood. We can test it through stool. Um, you know, what do you want to do? He goes, I'm just going to avoid gluten. Yeah, right. Hey, smart guy. Exactly. So he he. What, what I'm getting at is, the science is there. It's been there. It just takes upwards of twenty to fifty years for the science that we know to then become mainstream. You never heard doctors talking about half of this stuff, and now it's actually a, a slightly common thing where every now and again you you will hear it. Not crazy common. But at least the ball is rolling. The conversation is continuing. So we're really seeing an evolution in medicine, which is kind of cool. That's a great story and very apropos. 
And um, I think you're being very generous. Unfortunately, um, you know, when I work with patients, many times um, when I write, because in, in New York State, you have to be an MD to write scripts for a lot of uh, lab testing. So I'm not allowed to do that. But when I write um, my recommendations on my letterhead and ask them to send them to the doctor and show it and ask the doctor to add mine to his or hers, um, I'd say 50% of the time they don't, they've never even heard of a lot of the markers that we're looking to run. And it's really important to find a doctor that will be open to hearing you, sit with you, listen to you. That's key so that you can find your way through this zigzag of information out there, which really, if you do research, you'll find that there really is a lot out there that does make sense. But again, you really have to educate yourself. You really have to educate yourself. And uh, that's a great story that you told, Michael. And that something came to mind um, when you were talking about that, that first of all, and I know you know this because you talked about it the other day, if there's a gluten sensitive, if you have a thyroid condition, cabbage and raw broccoli needs to be avoided because it affects the thyroid to produce nodules. I'm not going to go into why that is unless we want to have a, a course here, but, um, and I'm sure you can find out why that is very easily on your own. But um, that being said, the other piece is that I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here because there's so much good material I want Michael to talk about. Um, so when we, choose food can we think about why do i want this because truly we're not eating because it tastes good we're really eating because it needs to fuel our body we need to put back into our bodies what our body needs to function we need the proteins we need complex carbohydrates which are seeds and nuts and some grains, but you can find them without the gluten. You don't always have to have the gluten. Protein builds muscle mass. It generates uh, what's needed to help the cells function. And of course, predominantly they're finding the research, lots of plants, lots of greens, lots of green plants. That's really the main piece of fighting off cancer is a lot of the berries and the vegetables predominantly pesticide-free. And we'll talk about that, what that means when we come back, organic, and how tricky it can be to find organic. But it's very important, along with certain supplementation, because the supplementation doesn't always, um, it, it now really does need to be, for most cases, all of us, because the soils are so depleted today because of what we've done to the environment. And Michael's going to pick up on that when we come back. So again, we're here tonight with Michael Giambatone. I'm Dr. George Andow, and you are with us on a journey through. Thanks so much for listening tonight. And we'll see you in a couple of minutes. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. You know you have it. The potential for a more rewarding life, a life that matters. But how do you get there? 
The answer is in a best-selling book by the coach of the successful and wealthy, Ken D. Foster. The Courage to Change Everything, Daily Strategies and Wisdom to Awaken Your Hidden Genius and Transform Your Life. With this powerful yet amazingly simple daily guide, your future is in your hands. You will be empowered to unlock your potential, bring out your true gifts, increase your wealth, and take your life and business to a new level. Get your life-transforming copy of Ken D. Foster's The Courage to Change Everything by going to couragetochange.us. That's couragetochange.us. Quite frankly, there's no other book like this. Imagine what your life could be like if you had at your fingertips the success principles to create the life you've always wanted. Are you ready to live your dream? Go to couragetochange.us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. journey through tonight with Michael Giambatone. So Michael, before we end tonight, I want to make sure that you um, give your website and, and phone number so if people want to contact you, they can. Okay, so maybe we should do that now. Okay, I don't want to forget because I do want to end with prayer. So what is your phone number if people want to contact you, Michael? Oh, sure, Jordan. Um, my phone number is 516-849-8674. And uh, I can be found online. Our office website is www.purewellchiro.com. That's P-U-R-E-W-E-L-L-C-H-I-R-O.com. And then my email, plain and simple, my personal email. I give it out to everybody. Uh, D-R, my last name, G-I-A-M-B-E-R-T-O-N-E at gmail.com. Great. Thank you, Michael, for that. Yeah, I know he's, he's, <laughs> we always compare notes on, on who's busier, but uh, we're just flying around all the time, but we love what we do. So thank you, Michael, for that. That's important. And if, and if we didn't get that, you can always contact me, um, Dr. George Andow, um, to, through this uh, radio to help you with that. So we were talking about, um, um, the soils, how depleted they can be, and our need for um, unprocessed foods and um, no pesticides. Would, could you talk? Could you talk to our listeners about organic and why it's important? There are so many different reasons why why organic is so yeah. important. Um, I, I like telling. Uh, telling this information through stories. I think stories are, are a great way. Yeah. You're a great storyteller. I'm not so great. But. So let's, let's think of a, a very good friend of mine. Um, he has dual citizenship in the United States and France, and he goes back and forth quite a bit. And his son has a non-celiac gluten sensitivity, right? Very, very upsetting to his, uh, to his tummy. So um, they, they go to France and he says to his son, why don't you try one of these French baguettes? I hear that everything's a little different uh, once we leave the United States. And his son looks at him and goes, dad, my stomach can't take that. Like I'll spend two days in the bathroom. It's not, not and and my friend, his dad says, hey, we we don't have anything to do. We're going to be here for a month. Try it, see what happens. His son was eating a baguette a day. Absolutely no problem. Now what we're talking about is wheat, right? Wheat, uh, wheat, Wheat in the United States is a lot different than the foreign wheat. Now, I'm not saying that someone with celiac disease should be going and eating baguettes and things like that, going, traveling overseas and whatnot. But there is something to the chemicals that are allowed in our uh, in our produce, in our grains. And the, the would you say it's the processing, Michael, of the grains? You know, there's there's so many different things. The, the, the first thing that comes to mind, the big thing that comes to yep. mind is glyphosate. And that's something that many people know, kind of know what it is right now. Um, 
it's, it's got to do with Roundup and uh, the, the weed killer and glyphosate um, is sprayed on all these different crops and in small amounts, it's, it's seen to not do any damage. Uh, but the problem is when you're eating a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this, right. five different things right. every day of the week, that little bit turns into a lot of it. Right. And so glyphosate is a pesticide. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, and we're seeing that. So that's just a, just one example. And it creates hyperpermeable uh, intestinal membrane. Uh, so what does that mean? That's leaky gut. In layman's terms, it's leaky gut. It's punching holes in these tight junctions, which are allowing larger proteins to come in, which wreaks havoc on the body. The body looks at all these larger proteins and it thinks that those larger proteins are foreign invaders, such as, you know, whether it's a bacteria or, or, or whatnot, it starts killing them. But when it starts killing them, those proteins are very, very similar to different tissues in the body. For some of us, that could be the thyroid. It could be joint tissue. Right? So it, it could be a, a, so many different pieces. It could, it could be your, your pancreas and, and start da- damaging um, uh what are the, the cells I'm thinking of? It, it's escaping me right now. Drop me nuts. Okay, you do. Insulin producing cells. So it can it can cause such a host of problems. Um, and not just glyphosate. That's just one of, of sure. things. Sure, absolutely. So when, we're, when we're talking about organic and eating organic, um, it is such an important thing. Now, organic food is a lot more expensive. And I, and I totally understand that. You know, we, we talk about our body yeah. being our temple. And we want to take the very best care of it. But in some instances, money is an issue and people can't afford that, that higher price. And, and for those people, there's a really great um, website, the Environmental Working Group. And through the Environmental Working Group, they put out um, a clean- EWG. EWG.org. And they put out something called the Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen. And it changes on a yearly basis. And it tells you the Clean 15 are the cleanest fruits and vegetables that you can eat um, that are the lowest in, in pesticides, herbicides, things like that. And the dirty dozen are the ones you really want to avoid and, and you really should eat them uh, organic. Now, another problem that we're having in the organic world is that they're starting to allow bit by bit things that are not really or should be under that organic label into organic foods. And there's a big agra has, there, there's a lot of um, uh, strife uh, b- between. It's great that you're bringing this up. Um, yes. And it's something that it, the more people know, uh, the, the, the better informed they're going to yes. be. And, yes. um, and it, to me, it's, it's really all of those chemicals. And it's kind of funny if you think about it. It costs more money to have chemicals in your food than to just have food. We just want yes. food. But what's amazing about that is it is the uh, the, you know, big pharma, the big companies that are the wheels that turn this society. And even though it costs more to make that, they're making a ton of money. And then it drives the medical, uh, the allopathic medical community. And, you know, not to not to get into all of that, but these are great points, Michael. And really really terrific points and the importance of eating um organic and then we have um oh my mind just went blank it's catching then we have the um what is it michael that it's it's new um where it's not um it's not genetically produced gmos yeah now we have gmos genetically modified which means that it's not grown in the soils, it's grown in the laboratory. Right. Now that blows my mind because, you know, God gave us this earth to till and to work so that we could sustain life here. And we've, we're destroying it. You know, every time I drive on the expressway or, and I see, you know, more and more big machinery digging the earth, digging the earth, it's like, how much can we continually rip into Mother Earth? It breaks my heart because it's it's alive and we're just destroying so much. And meanwhile, all, you know, we are really being affected by it. That's why it's so important to 
pay attention to what Michael and I are talking about tonight. And I'm more than happy to have shows like this and have Michael on again so that we can continue this conversation. If you have questions, you can contact me through, you know, Facebook or, you know, 631-896-1613. Feel free to call me, tell me what you're interested in. And I'm more than happy to tailor these shows. They're for you. They're for you, right? We do this because we care about life. We care about you. We care about humanity, creation. So, Michael, what do you think about supplementation? So, I'm I'm a big proponent of it myself. Me too. Um, one of one of my pet peeves about supplementation um, is uh, people that are taking supplements that have no idea why they're taking them. Right. Uh, simply because they read in a magazine, oh, this might be something right. to take. Uh, I had a conversation with a, with a, she wasn't a patient of mine. We were doing a consultation to see if she would be. And this is going back maybe about eight or nine years ago. And we would go, we hit the topic of, okay, so what are you taking any medications? Oh no, I don't take any medications. I said, oh, that's great. But I take supplements. I said, fantastic. You know, what types of supplements are you taking? And this woman rattled off a list. I'm not kidding. It must've been 35, 40 different things she was taking. And at the end I said, well, that, that's a pretty big list. You know, what are you taking this for? Oh, well, I, th I thought it would be good to take. I said, did you read it somewhere? Oh, I, I think, or I heard about it. Well, what about this? Why are you taking this? Uh, I think I read that one in a magazine. And, and she was easily spending two, $300 a month on these supplements. Uh, so supplements are fantastic, but you need to know what you're taking and why you're taking them. Right. And all of them are not created equal. Uh, there's there's a, a company called Consumer Labs. Now it's a third party. You have to pay uh, for a membership to Consumer Labs, but Consumer Labs does third party testing, and they'll test all of these different vitamins and supplement companies and look to see if they actually have in them what they say they have in them, because it's oh, also a very non-regulated field. Yes, that's great because I I'm not a believer in going into a drugstore. I don't want to mention any names. I don't, I'm not a believer in going into a drugstore or some of these vitamin stores um, for your supplements. It's best to buy from companies and labs that do research. They're medical grade supplements um, and they are through, put through stringent testing before they make any claims on them. You know, for instance, CoQ enzyme 10, very important. Everyone should probably be taking it. However, I see it advertised on television. Um, they're telling me we have one minute. Okay. Um, so we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll continue with this conversation. And you are listening to A Journey Through with Michael G. Ambitone. Thanks for watching. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc.
Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to A Journey Through with Michael Giambatone. So we were talking about supplements and um, so much of the um, not clear information on them. So CoQ Enzyme 10, uh, when you go to the store, many people say, well, why is this so expensive when I can get this for much less money? And when you look at the label, CoQ enzyme 10 is ubiquinol. That's the chemical name for it, ubiquinol. That's the main, main ingredient. So when you buy a cheaper version, you're buying ubiquinone. And when you purchase ubiquinone, your body needs to work very, very hard to convert it to ubiquinol, which is the usable form of CoQ enzyme 10. So you'd have to take so much more of the ubiquinone to get one pill um, that you might need of 100 milligrams ubiquinol. So there's a difference. And again, education is important. Education is important. If we were going to mention a couple of things that our listeners could take away with us tonight, Michael, what do you think they would be? You know, I, I almost want to circle back to when you were talking about Please. looking in the mirror and asking yourself the, the, the difficult questions. I think the, the number one thing that, that someone can do to just, to just take steps with this relationship with food is to, and it sounds kind of corny, I, I think back to uh, an old Saturday night, Saturday night Live skit with Jack Handy, or I think, or whatever the guy's, Stuart Smalley or whatever his name was, looking in the mirror and saying, uh, you know, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and people like me. Um, but truly, look at yourself in the mirror. Do it when no one else is around. Put, stare at yourself. Look yourself in the eye. Tell yourself what you want. Ask yourself, or what are you worthy of? It is one of the most difficult things I have ever done in my life. That's great. And, and I think for, uh, in, I mean, in, in America, it's not, not every day that a man is, is talking about looking at himself and asking himself tough questions and kind of getting real with himself. But the truth is, the only way to move forward is to identify where you are. So really think about yeah. what, what do you want? And why is it that you want it? Now, someone, I forget who said it, um, but someone had said, if you break down why as what heals you, W-H-Y, what heals you? If you can identify what heals you or why you are doing whatever it is you are doing, I think that's the beginning of breaking down those walls and barriers of you moving forward. Oh, that's great. I like that very much. You know, I'd love to take ownership of it, but it wasn't me. <laughs> it, it was, uh, it was actually a registered dietitian friend of mine. I heard her say it and it, and it just, man, it just really struck me. Mm-hmm. You know? And when you break that down and, and think of it in, in, in those pieces, that's what this whole journey is all about. Why? What is it? Why do you want it? What's the obstacle? And then you can work your way through it. But unless you firmly know what and why, 
we're really just going in circles. Yes. And you, it's, it's a very, very good point. And, you know, even, you know, before Jesus walked through his life, healing people that came upon him and before he would heal them, he could see what they needed. He would ask them, what is it you want me to do for you? They had to name it and claim it because until we know that, like you said, we're going around in circles. So why? Right. Why? Why do we want it? What is it going to do for me? And what's my goal? And what's in the way of that? You know, we can only choose authentically when we look at where we have been choosing inauthentically. What is driving our hunger? What's underneath? What is driving our hunger? What is it? Maybe take a brief moment right now for those listening. What's driving your hungers? Whatever you hunger for. Because if it's not that, it will be something else because we all hunger and thirst. We all hunger and thirst. We all hunger and thirst. And if we are hungering and thirsting, for pieces because everything outwardly is a rep that we choose consciously or unconsciously we're choosing everything that we choose is a representation of something that lives inside of us so it represents something consciously or unconsciously so Maybe you could think about that in the next couple of weeks or, and bring it to prayer and see what it is that you are really looking for to have to take care of yourself in a healthy way. Yeah. So I think the piece of consciously or unconsciously is so important because you know, really only 10% of our consciousness is aware and awake. We're really sort of sleepwalking through life. So I think that the holistic outlook on life, your chiropractic work, your incredible knowledge on nutrition and wellness, you know, being able to bring people along with such important pieces, um, Michael. Um, I just, I think it's spectacular what we're looking at tonight. And I just hope that, you know, and I pray that people feel that they've gotten something out of the show. And I'm, I'm sure that they, that they have. You know, we live amidst a time where the environment is polluted. And Michael was talking about this before, about the chemicals and, you know, in the pesticides and um, the GMO and how things aren't coming from the ground in the same way. And, you know, how we're being bombarded with that with really very little education to really bring us through. Um, You know, we all like new things, but when you get a new kitchen installed or you buy a new car, that new car smell that people love, that is the worst thing that you could be smelling because it's outgassing and it's all toxic chemicals that you're breathing and you're taking into your lungs. So, you know, one new car, no big deal. Maybe you want to buy a used car instead. But if we're having... Uh, construction done and we're buying a new car and we're outside and we're working near a, a construction site. We're breathing all of that in all the time. And then the inorganic foods and on and, and the poor supplements and on and on everything that Michael was looking at tonight, we were looking at tonight um, really can impact your, for the rest of your life. 
Yeah, Michael. Really something. So we have about two minutes left. So um, I feel I feel like uh, we've covered so many great things, and I, I think the fact that both of us, so much of the time, our awareness of food and our choices and how we get there comes through a place of brokenness or something has to wake us up. You know, can we explore in a place of wellness so that we don't have to wait till something is broken or someone close to us dies for us to wake up to what we need to do to live out of a place of wholeness? So I want to end in prayer. So, Michael, I can't thank you enough for saying yes to be on the show. Thank you uh, so you, much, uh, you made an incredible contribution. So before we go, let us end in prayer. So all of us, let us remember that we're always in the presence of our God. Loving God, you fill all things with the fullness and hope that we can never comprehend. Thank you for leading us into a time in this world where more of reality is being unveiled and revealed for all of us to see. We pray that you will take away our natural temptation for cynicism, denial, fear, and despair. Help us have the courage to awaken to greater truth, greater humility, and greater care for one another. May we place our hope in what matters and what lasts, trusting in your eternal presence and love. Listen to our heart's longings, for the healing of our suffering world, knowing, good God, you are hearing us better than we are speaking. We offer these prayers in all of the holy names of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. A journey through. Hope to see you next week, that you'll join us next week to listen. We have another great show. And again, Michael G. Ambatone, you are spectacular, and I want to thank you from my heart for saying yes. Thank you, Michael. Good night, everyone. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye now. listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. 
Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.